If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Monday morning. My name is John Gennaro. I am the host of Locked On Chargers. I'm also the assistant editor at Bolts from the Blue, the director of digital content and strategy at the Mighty 1090, and a diehard Los Angeles Chargers fan who is excited to finally have some actual football to watch some actual football to talk about. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't watch every second of last night's preseason game, but I didn't for a reason. Two reasons, actually. Number one, there are four to five podcasts I need to do this week. So the one today is going to be my initial thoughts after watching live the first quarter fourth quarter and parts of the second and third quarter. Uh, the other reason, um, well, I guess the, the next podcast will be after I rewatch it and anything I saw that stands out as being different from my thoughts currently, my thoughts today on a Monday morning. The other reason I missed parts of quarters two and three is that they lined up with Game of Thrones last night. And I know my priorities, preseason games don't matter. That much after the first team leaves. Now, I did predict last night on Twitter that the Chargers would get blown out. Not because score matters, not because I care, but because when two teams meet in a preseason game, the team that wins is usually the one that has better depth because the first team is probably pretty even. The second team, one team is usually better than the other. And third team, one team is definitely better than the other. The Seattle Seahawks are, continue to be, Super Bowl contenders that draft well, sign well, and develop well. The Chargers are not that yet. So even though they can compete on the first team level, second team, third team, they can't compete with a Super Bowl contender like the Seattle Seahawks, and so they got curb stomped. Here are some early, early, early thoughts. Uh, Philip Rivers looked great, went 5 of 6 for 56 yards and a touchdown. That is perfection. Uh, Antonio Gates caught a pass for a touchdown, caught another pass for a 5-yard catch, got targeted twice, two catches, 10 yards, touchdown. That's fine. Uh, Travis Benjamin was the other recipient of a Chargers touchdown with a 74-yard touchdown catch. I'll get to that in a second. So Rivers looked great. Gates looked fine. Hunter Henry looked very good on his one 17-yard catch. The offensive line. The offensive line looked okay. Uh, You can't really decipher a lot about how the offensive line is going to look in the regular season by how they look in the first preseason game. Number one, these guys still have to gel 
Number two, the defense they're going against is a very vanilla defense, and usually what makes offensive lines look bad is an inability to adapt when defenses throw something at them that they've never seen before. But here was my general feeling on the Chargers offensive line versus the Seahawks defensive line. Uh, Pass rush was essentially non-existent. I don't know if that was by design with the Seahawks. I don't know if that's because their pass rushers just weren't feeling it or were trying to protect themselves. Or I don't know if that meant the Chargers are just great at defending the pass rush or blocking the pass rush. But the pass rush was essentially non-existent, which made it very easy for Phillip Rivers to do whatever he wanted and pretty easy for any quarterback with the Chargers to do whatever they wanted as long as they were decisive and got the ball out quickly. More on that in a second. However, when the Chargers offensive line tried to run block, tried to push the Seahawks defensive line backwards and create running lanes specifically for Melvin Gordon, I didn't see much there. Now, the Seahawks defensive line is a Super Bowl caliber defensive line. They're one of the better defensive lines in the league. If they don't want to get pushed back, it's very difficult to push them back. But if you're looking for my review of the Chargers offensive line, uh, I guess they did well in pass protection. It really seemed like the Seahawks weren't trying on that route, but they were pretty ineffective on run blocking, which is why Melvin Gordon, if I scroll up, ran six times for 14 yards, an average of 2.3 yards per carry. Now, you're sitting here telling me, oh, well, you know, a guy like Melvin Gordon, he'll do six carries for 14 yards, and then he'll do a seventh carry and get 30 yards, and it all bounces out. And that's true, but he didn't get the 30-yard carry, this one. So his numbers end up looking pretty poor. At least he didn't fumble the ball or anything of that sort. But that's my review of the offensive line for the L.A. Chargers against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I would like to talk about the quarterback battle. Kellen Clemens ended up leading the Chargers in passing yards. He also led the team in interceptions. He completed four of ten passes for 100 yards, Mike Bercovici completed 4 of 6 for 68. Philip Rivers, we already talked about, 5 of 6 for 56. And Cardell Jones completed just 2 of 9 for 50 yards. Here's what I saw from a quarterback battle that doesn't exactly matter because Philip Rivers never misses a snap. Uh, Philip Rivers is great. Kellen Clemens is awful. Cardale Jones still has lots and lots and lots of potential and tools to work with. He's big. He's got a strong arm. He seems smart, but he's not making his mind up quickly enough. His release is not that quick, and his feet are terrible. And a guy who was decisive with good feet and didn't throw any interceptions, Mike Bercovici was probably, in my eyes, the second most impressive quarterback on the Chargers yesterday night. Does that mean anything? Not really. Does that mean Mike Bercovici will get a shot at being the backup quarterback on this team? Not really. I do think it means Cardell Jones missed one of four or five opportunities he'll have to really sink Kellen Clemens. Also, back to the Travis Benjamin thing. Kellen Clemens found Travis Benjamin on some broken coverage, threw it as far as he could, 
Travis Benjamin caught it and ran it for about 50 more yards into the end zone. That was a 74-yard pass for a touchdown. Without that, Kellen Clemens is 3 of 9 for 26 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. And before he completed that pass to Travis Benjamin, he was 0 of 3. Kellen Clemens doesn't pass the stat test. He doesn't pass the eye test. He's quite simply probably the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. Now, he's also very inexpensive, though not as inexpensive as Cardale Jones, but he's very inexpensive. And when you have Phillip Rivers, who never seems to miss a snap, I guess what you're hoping for from your backup quarterback is that he doesn't make waves. The fans don't love him. There's the old saying, the most popular guy in town is the backup quarterback. The fans don't want Kellen Clemens in. They never do because they know how bad he is. Uh, and he doesn't cost the team a lot of money. So he'll probably end up the backup quarterback again based off everything I saw yesterday. And they're going to point out to the fact that he threw a 74-yard touchdown to Travis Benjamin on broken coverage and celebrate it. When in reality, what they should be doing is pointing out the fact that when the coverage didn't break down because it was, you know, second stringers and they didn't know where to go, Kellen Clemens was roundly terrible to the tune of three of nine, zero touchdowns, 26 yards, and two interceptions. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Let's, for a moment, talk about Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman is going to miss four to six weeks with an injury. Now, the key to every single preseason game, if you want to win a preseason game, here's how you win it. You win it by leaving without any major injuries. And the Chargers, you can say, lost yesterday's game because they left with a major injury. It says ankle injury. They're not being specific on what's wrong with the ankle. I guess four to six weeks ankle injury means sprained ankle Hopefully they're not hiding some sort of Achilles injury because those things can be nagging, as can sprained ankles, to be completely honest with you. But Denzel Perriman is someone that I had identified as being very, very important to the L.A. Chargers this year and their defense. And I will tell you why. Number one, it's because his backup is... Corey Toomer, who is uh, adequate in a 3-4 defense, but I'm not sure how good he is in the 4-3 that the Chargers now run. Denzel Perriman is really, out of all of the Chargers linebackers, probably the only one that you really trust to be above average this year. I don't know that you trust Jatavis Brown, Corey Toomer, Kyle Emanuel, any of these people to be above average this year. You did expect Denzel Perriman to be above average, and now he's going to miss the rest of preseason, the rest of training camp, 
and probably the first few weeks of the season. And that's if his recovery goes as planned, as scheduled. Um, that's not a, a lack of depth. Honestly, the, the linebacking core is uh, probably about as built up as the Chargers could have it be after missing on picks like Joshua Perry and Manti Teo. But it's another major injury. You know, Mike Williams is probably still out for the rest of preseason. He's the team's number one draft pick. Um, Forrest Lamp is out for the year. He's the team's second round draft pick. And Denzel Perriman, who's part of the you know young, talented group that's supposed to carry this defense, uh, along with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and Jason Verrett, uh, is now out for at least the rest of preseason, probably a, a few weeks of the regular season. It's bad news. Injuries after preseason games are bad news. Here's why I think it's doubly bad news. As I said last week and the week before, and I, I will uh, say here again, and I'll, I'll occasionally pepper throughout the rest of preseason and probably the whole regular season, I'm very, 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 very concerned about the lack of depth in the defensive secondary for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, they have two cornerbacks that are, are worth a damn, and one of them can't stay healthy. They have uh, three safeties that are worth a damn, if you want to include Dwight Lowry in that group. Um, I like Desmond King, but I didn't like what I saw yesterday, really. And the Seahawks certainly did like what they saw. So you heard me totaling up what the Chargers quarterbacks did against the Seahawks defense, second string defense, third string defense, first string defense. And it came out to a total of uh, 15 for 31. So completing less than 50% of the passes for 250 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. They got sacked three times. The Seattle Seahawks threw the ball less for more yards and less interceptions. They completed 22 of 28 passes. So remember, the Chargers completed less than 50%. 22 of 28 is almost 80% for 325 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Not to mention, these quarterbacks that the Seahawks have are more respected for their feet, their legs, than they am than they are their arms. Trevon Boykin threw 12 of 15 passes complete for 189 yards and a touchdown. He also ran it four times for 31 yards and a touchdown. Austin Davis completed seven of nine for 108 yards, also ran it three times for 18 more yards. Russell Wilson also ran it once for five yards, in addition to going three for four for 41 yards. What does that tell you? That tells you that the first string defense is okay. And everything after that in terms of stopping the pass of the other team is a train wreck. And if you don't have the talent at cornerback to hold back the other team's passing attack, you need two things. You need a good linebacking core that can play zone coverage underneath, and you need a great pass rush. The Chargers might have a great pass rush in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, but without Denzel Perriman, they don't really have a great zone coverage group of linebackers that can help out underneath and give those cornerbacks a, a helping hand downfield. 
So, unless one of these cornerbacks on the Chargers roster, like a Michael Davis or a Trevor Williams or a Trevon Reed or any of these other people, Craig, Craig Mager, any of them that absolutely looked awful last night, unless any of them can turn into something, the Chargers are going to struggle to stop opposing passing games, especially if Jason Verrett can't stay healthy, which historically has been a problem for him. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Finally, I want to talk about the attendance at the Chargers inaugural preseason game at StubHub Center as the L.A. Chargers. They drew a little over 21,000 people into StubHub Center. And everyone in San Diego, as well as some people nationally that are upset that the Chargers moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, went to Twitter, went to Facebook to make fun of the Chargers for only bringing 21,000 people in. And they compared it to the Rams, who brought in 89,000 last year and brought in 60,000 this year. And the Galaxy, who brought in 25,000 the night before at StubHub Center. And the Chargers, when they were in San Diego the year before. Let me go on the record with this. And I have before, and I, I will again at some point, I'm sure. Preseason games are a scam by the NFL. They charge full price for tickets, and you get to see the best players for less than a single quarter. Not only that, if you want to buy season tickets, they force you, in addition to your regular season tickets, to buy preseason tickets. Force you. You cannot buy regular season tickets without also buying preseason tickets. So, a lot of people that buy season tickets to the Chargers not interested in going to see a preseason game because you're going to see Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon for about five minutes, and then it's going to be the bad second stringers into the crappy third stringers into the God, what are we doing sitting here watching these people who we don't know and whose names we've never pronounced in our lives. Preseason games are a scam. Why did the Rams get 80000 last year and 60000 this year? Well, last year, it was the first NFL game in Los Angeles in over 20 years. That's a big deal. Both years, last year and this year, they played that game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, who have a big following, not only nationally, but in Southern California, where they hold their preseason training camp, and where they only really play one game a year, a preseason game, against the L.A. Rams. So the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are going to Cowboys training camp, unless they want to travel all the way to Texas, probably only get to see their team play, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott play once, and it's against the Rams in the preseason. So yeah, you're going to get more from that. If the Chargers opening preseason game was against another team who held their training camp in L.A., 
like the Rams or the Cowboys, yeah, they would have sold out. So I don't want to hear about the Rams and Cowboys. That's not comparable. The Galaxy were playing a mid-season, regular season game, which does not compare to the scam that is the preseason. And you can go back and listen. Uh, I did a podcast on Friday. Uh, the podcast is called Generally Speaking. And on Fridays, we do uh, I do one with Craig Elston from San Diego and a friend of mine named John Browner, who also works at the Mighty 1090. And we talk about a little bit of everything. And this last Friday, we talked about what percentage of the fans filling StubHub Center this year will be from San Diego? And we essentially decided it's probably 50 to 60% of the fans filling StubHub Center are from San Diego. Now, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I made that drive. I made that drive from San Diego to StubHub Center, and then I made the drive home at the end of the night. And you know what? I'll do that drive again for a regular season game, for a playoff game. There's no way in hell. I'm driving two and a half hours in traffic north and two hours back after the game to see a preseason game. I'm sorry. If it was down the street, if it's at Qualcomm Stadium, sure, that's a 15-minute drive for me, maybe less. But to dedicate four and a half hours to get there and back and then three hours to sit there in the game, and it's a game that, number one, doesn't mean anything, and number two is filled with players that I don't know and I don't care about, that's a waste of time. So, yeah, StubHub Center not reaching its full capacity makes sense because a lot of the L.A. Chargers fans are still in San Diego. And, yeah, they're going to be willing to travel for those regular season games. But, no, they're not going to be willing to travel for your meaningless preseason garbage. So, next time you want to make fun of the Chargers for drawing 21,000 instead of 27,000 in their first preseason game, maybe understand context. Maybe when you're comparing them to an MLS team in the middle of their regular season or the Rams pairing up with the Cowboys or any other team that has a local fan base almost entirely, put a little bit of context in there and realize that for the first preseason game at StubHub Center, the Chargers didn't do all that bad. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, a wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.